Greetings, fair citizens. We're back. The carnival has returned from the road, although now we are at the top of the cathedral in Gotham City overlooking the dark night, brooding and looking around. And joining me once again, as I am Zach, is Rob. Thanks, old chum. And because, nice, and because we're in Gotham, today we're going to be talking many things Batman. Everybody knows Batman. Everybody loves Batman. Why do we love Batman? My thought, he's a dude. And I thought, one of the things I want to clear up, Bob Kane did not create Batman. Now, what happened was, he drew a character like Batman, but if you ever see him, he had a red suit on. He looked like Errol Flynn with a mask. It was Bill Finger who really came up with the concept. A lot of people, there's conflict about it. A lot of people said it was from the Mask of Zorro that really inspired him, or Leonardo da Vinci's drawing the bat. But he came up with it. What happened was somehow Bob Kane got the rights and finagled it. And for years, it was just Batman created by Bob Kane. But actually now, in that Batman Superman movie, and since then they've been saying Batman created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane because Bob Kane was the artist. So, But what's the appeal of Batman? How's he lasted over 80 years, do you think? I think because unlike all the other superheroes who have all kinds of different powers or alien origins, he's just a guy. He's a regular human being who just happens to have a shit ton of money and a lot of technology, and that's his superpower. Although I have m- many times made the argument that his superpower is his faithful butler, Alfred. I would think so, too. And one of the things, Stephen King wrote an intro to Batman 500, and this was a big anniversary thing. And that's what he said. He said, you don't believe in Superman, the Hulk, whoever. But Batman, okay, it's not probable, but Somebody like this could exist. I would think he'd be an ACLU nightmare. He'd probably get shot, but the guy could exist. Exactly, because anybody that has enough money and enough technology can make the stuff that he has. And yes, in theory, you could make a Batmobile, a Batcave. Especially if you have that much money, you could find a Lucius Fox. You could find a, somebody with the technology and just... Oh, yeah. The way they would do it, too, is they would order different parts from all different companies so nobody would know that it was him. But I agree about Alfred. Yeah, because I think in the original comic back in the in the detective comic eras... I 1939. Think, wasn't Alfred... He was kind of more like the little bumbling, doddering servant. Almost like a Dr. Watson a little bit. A little bit. And then as time went on, Alfred changed to, I think he had a, a history of being an army medic. He was an actor, so what he used to do for them, too, is he would almost be like an Inspector Clouseau, except competent, where he would go around dressed up in disguises for them. He was a medic, like you said. Yeah, he was a medic, and he always tended to um, Batman slash Bruce Wayne's Medical needs, you know, patch him up because the suit can't stop everything. No, and you figure, like, they would show Batman a lot of times realistically where he's all scarred up and everything because that was one of the things from one of the last movie with Christian Bale where he's going to the doctor. He has to have knee replacement almost because you're going to get hurt. Yeah, you're going to get hurt. You're going to end up with a lot of scar tissue and whatnot. But, and I think the one thing that really has helped Batman in the comic at least, stay alive, is, I would say, a good healthy dose of paranoia. Yeah, and I think one of the things about him, too, is I think the look helps. Because go look all over the years, all the different artists. It's just a very cool costume. Like, if he was Cockroach Man or something, I don't think it would really... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Cockroach Man or Flea Man. Or really, if you go by the theory, because the, the same thing goes in the comic book, he's sitting there wondering what he's going to do when a bat crashes through the window, and he's, oh, she'll become a bat. I have to scare criminals. He could have been a possum, because they're scary. 
Yeah, and the one thing I've always I've been talking to people and about origin stories in general, and we all know, or we should know, the Batman origin story. He was a child; his parents were murdered, and it was the Mark of Zorro they went to see. And yeah. they've shown this in the movies; it turns into an opera. But that was again supposedly a big influence. Yeah, but in the the first one, the Michael Keaton one, I think it was an actual movie yeah. instead of a play. But you know, the tragic origin story: the child, the orphan child whose parents were murdered. In this, you know, back in the 1930s and 40s, that played off really well to bring out a superhero. But in this day and age, the large portion of many major cities would basically be Batman if you're using that. And there's very interesting, there's a story from the 1970s called The Batman of Another World. And what happens is Batman's transport to another dimension, almost like Star Trek or something. And what happens there is he goes in the alley. It's called Crime Alley, and they were killed by a criminal called Joe Chill, which has been turned into the Joker in the movie, which he was, and he was just a random criminal. And what happens is he saves Bruce Wayne and his family. And the kid's a snot in this one. He's going to grow up to be an uber brat, an uber spoiled rich brat, affluenza. He's Because of what happened in the alleyway, this creature, whatever, that saved him, he becomes Batman, but because he dedicates his life to helping people because of this. Hmm. So I never saw that one. When was that? Was in the nineteen seventies. You could find it in a hardcover called "The Greatest Batman Stories Ever Told." Okay. And it's very interesting because it's another take on "What If." But again, it is the shock values. Oh, well, oh, I've had how many people shot on my block these days? Well, right. You know, you can't turn on the news in this city without hearing somebody getting shot or stabbed. It's just it just doesn't hold the same weight as. It did 70 years ago. And I think you said one time that, why isn't all of Chicago Batman? Yeah, exactly. But I would take it probably because of the money. Right, with all the violence and, you know, murders and destruction that goes on in most major cities in this day and age, why isn't the world full of Batmans? Yeah, that's exactly. Because it just doesn't work. And there are, like I said, and to, to kind of bounce to a different company, there are some origin stories that you can't mess with. My personal... Top of the top of the heap on that one is Magneto. You you can't mess with any origin story involving the Holocaust. No, whereas you just can't. Lex Luthor, basically, he hates Superman because he lost his hair because he was a child friend of his who was a scientist. He saved Superman, but the chemicals blow at his hair. So, and I have, I have theories on Lex Luthor that we'll discuss come on, later. I mean, really, he's such a super scientist. Can he get a really? He makes a lot of money. Either can he get a really good wig or grow his hair back? But they changed him to make him almost. It's like a version of the kingpin, but with more power and stuff. Where he's a rich businessman, owns the city, which is a little more plausible. On on that, on the quickly tying in back to the Batman, the Superman note. Why I could never root for Superman. Because he wasn't believable. Not just the fact that he was an alien and this and that. But we as humans like to root for the hero when the hero's in trouble. Because we feel that they are going to need our assistance. It's like the old days of wrestling. You know, back in the 60s and 70s when everybody thought it was real. You cheered for the face when he was down and you thought that your cheering was going to power him up. But because Superman basically is invulnerable to everything and has seemingly endless powers to con- to combat any situation, 
There's no risk to stay a sex machina. It's oh, the toy man. Yeah, he's gonna beat me, isn't he? Yeah. And there's a theory on this where Superman represented the future. He was the New Deal. The immigrant who came to America could do anything. Batman was the old days, the old money back when the days like Carnegie or anything would buy have all the thing buy a Dow the city. And this he was like the old time Superman was the new frontier. Uh, that's one did. of the theories on that because Siegel and Schuster were immigrants. Well, and they yeah. made um, that was one of the animated movies, The New Frontier. Yeah, but it's by Darwin Justice Cook. League. It's a comic book too. Yeah, uh, but on that, the Toy Man. Let's talk Rogues Galleries because well, this is Batman one, has the best Rogues Gallery. I would in, say the best Rogues Gallery in any comic, any Marvel, comic. DC, Vertigo, Image. Whatever. Oh, that's that's our argument. I don't think Superman's is very good to be no, honest. No, because who does Superman? Spider-Man's is pretty good. I think, even though I'm not a big fan of the characters you'll come to down the line. Right, but who does Superman have? The Toy Man, who... Mr. Mixelpidelic. Oh, Mr. Yeah, Mixel. Metallo, the Cyborg Superman. Uh, Inner Gang is a new one. Right, but Lex, not but the if, spaceship, the guy, the bald guy. But if you look at Batman, you have. The Scarecrow. Yes, who is horrifying, and they've made him really... And I think he's got daddy issues now. A lot yeah, more he's got where... daddy issues, but back in the original, his origins, he was a scientist who... Jonathan Crane. Jonathan Crane, who developed... Who was working with the concept of fear and what controlling through fear? So you would be sprayed by it. You wouldn't be listening to the carnival. You'd be forced to watch American Idol for twenty four hours. God, that would drive me insane even without a drug. And he's very scary, and really the character is creepy. Right. So you have the scarecrow Clayface, who is very. There's more than one because then I think there's Mudface too. Yeah, he was the basically the dollar store version of Clayface. Yeah. There's a couple of them. Basically, the name sounds like how he is. He can just yeah, mold he's, his own. he's made of clay. Um, who else did he deal with? Well, the Riddler. The Riddler. Who actually, we'll get to this a little bit later, because of the TV show, he got amped up. He was a minor villain. But they've also made him from sort of a comical character to very kind of creepy, like a very cryptic. I can imagine Sylvester McCoy on one of his sinister Doctor Who days playing him. Yeah, because for me it started back with uh, – who was it in the original Batman series with Adam West? Which oh Frank, Frank Gorshin. Gorshin and John Aston played a little because I guess Frank Gorshin was busy with his Broadway show and he was excellent as we'll talk about the TV shows soon. Yeah. He I thought he was excellent. That's he he and the Penguin yes uh, not the Danny DeVito mutated no Penguin like. or the one the uh, the Robin Taylor Hall one in Gotham was too thin and yeah. the little. Chubby guy, sort of. Yeah, I'm tired. The Burgess, Burgess Meredith. Because Burgess Meredith, I guess, used to get off on when kids would call him the Penguin, he would waddle for him. Yeah. But the Penguin, and he became actually, in, in the comic book, he's a nightclub owner. Yeah. Oswald Cobblepot. And in the uh, the Telltale Game series, that company since has gone out of business, yeah. which was a shock to me. He was a dear childhood friend of Bruce Wayne, whose, whose parents were screwed over by Bruce Wayne's parents and then subsequently because I think Took the cobble pots, he, he's got mommy issues about his mother sometimes you hear about. <laughs> and I think cobble pots supposed to sound like an old wealth name. Yeah. Oswald cobble pots. Well, exactly. It sounds like fast. that old money name. Then you have Catwoman, one of my crushes from my youth. Yeah, Catwoman, who really was. I would say like Batman in that anti-hero role. In a lot of ways, she went from straight villainous to anti-hero, love interest. Actually, I think in the comic book now, I think they got married. I think they did, which 
She had her weird. heart removed by a villain called Hush. Who wanted to? Who was a actually a friend of Bruce Wayne's from childhood. He was an evil doctor, and he actually took her heart out and left it on the side for a while. That heartless bastard. Selena Kyle. Uh, then you have the other female characters: Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy, and I'm sorry, but the Huntress, the Huntress, and the granddaddy of them all. Of course. The greatest comic villain, I think, in history, the Joker. And there's a lot of, it's like Dr. Doom in a way, too, because you never see Doom's face, you know his origin. We still really don't know who the Joker is. No, there's all kinds of theories, but we don't know who he is, where he came from, what his deal is. We just know he's a psychopath. Because one of the theories in the early detective comics said he was the Red Hood, but it's never been proven. There's another one that he was a failed comedian. That's never been proven. There's another one. If you go from Gotham again, he's the brother of the guy. There was an original Joker who gassed his brother who made him the Joker who's around now. Then you have, again, from the Telltale game series, he was in the he was in Arkham with Bruce Wayne and was a mental patient with amnesia who went by the name John Doe. Yeah, there's one like that. Uh, then you have the... Jack Nicholson version where he was a criminal mastermind who yeah, ended a lot, up... A lot of people didn't like it because they said basically reduced him to being a common thug. Yeah, and he was the one that killed Bruce Wayne's parents and then ended up falling in yeah. a vat of chemicals. He ever dance with the devil by the pale moonlight. And then you had Heath Ledger who was just a, basically a loon who yeah. just cut his face up. Who was, I would say, like the bipolar schizophrenic... Yeah. Nut job. And then Jared Leto is again, who a lot of people don't like because they think he's just considered a gangster. In fact, Jared Leto wasn't very happy with it. When did you see the, I think the that new Joaquin one is Joaquin Phoenix? Phoenix? I couldn't believe that was real. Yeah, actually. no, I, I still with him, I don't know if it is real or not. And then, of course, I think one of the best Jokers, and why don't we talk a little about the TV shows? Then? Yes, let's. That's like the elephant in the room. Everybody doesn't like da na 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 by Link Ray, by the way, Batman. A lot of people don't realize that at the time it was really mirroring the comic. Yeah, because in the original comic, he wasn't as dark as he is now. He had the gray suit with the blue hood and the blue cape, and he was a detective. I mean, hence a, detective comics. A little digression from that. When they started out, that's why it was detective comics. And one of the things people don't realize. Yes, he carried a gun. He had a machine gun. Yeah. But it was like pure detective comics. That's why it was called that. You would see Batman lecturing classes showing you pick a gun up with a pencil, you do this. And then it became over the 1950s, it just became really silly. You had Batman in outer space, Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah, it almost kind of turned into like a Batman meets Scooby-Doo. And bat- there was a Batman meets Scooby-Doo. Yeah, there was. And then the it 70s. got it really got seriously. A lot of people think Frank Miller made the Dark Knight dark. It was Denny O'Neill and Neil. Adams in the 70s where they brought in Rachel Ghoul. They yeah. got a lot more serious. And this is where Batman got more serious again. And then it got all the Dark Knight stuff came with Frank Miller, but he just was piggybacking. But the Batman TV series mirrored the comic. It saved the comic, actually, because the it comic did, was not Batman doing well. Was, Batman was dying and, until Adam West And then Batmania came around and it saved the comic book. It also saved Alfred because they had killed Alfred off. Yeah, but and Alan Napier, I thought did a really That's good job. It was Alan Napier, I couldn't yeah, remember Alfred who Pennyworth, it was. and he you see him in a lot of old British movies. Oh yeah, actually. fantastic actor. And I thought he was very good. And what it did was he was so popular in the series that they brought Alfred back. He had been killed. They brought him back in the storyline called The Outsider, where there's this weird thing walking around called The Outsider by some weird comic book reasoning. It turned out to be Alfred, and then they brought him back, and he was naked and everything. He's like, "Sorry, sir," and <laughs> oh, Terminator style. Yeah, that's what. And some I forgot how they did it, but he was like this weird glowing thing that walked around. 
But well, we were talking the Joker, and I think, for my money, the best portrayal of it was in the TV Caesar, show. Even with the mustache. And he was so respected as an actor, he refused to shave his mustache, and nobody gave him any argument. No, and they, they invented Aunt Harriet because they didn't want people to think funny stuff was going on between Batman and Bruce. But come on, a guy who likes to dress in weird costumes with a boy in shorts. Oh, yeah, the his ward, the boy wonder. Yeah, who was Bert Sparky Jervis? They changed the spelling of his first name for Bert, B-E-R-T, to B-U-R-T, because Lancaster was more manly than Bert Convy, and he was nicknamed Sparky, and they used Ward because he was the ward of Bruce Wayne. And he had a little bit of an attitude because he tried to show off for Bruce Lee once on this show, which did not go well. No, that wouldn't go over. Bruce Lee broke a light in front of him because he thought he knew martial arts, and then there's Bruce Lee. No, not as such. And I enjoyed the series. I, I love it. It's... Yeah, it's campy, but it's fun. And, like, the, the movie, remember the movie, the infamous hand-me-down, the bat shark repellent? They, they got, what is it, how many well, there barracuda was, There was repellent. barracuda repellent, manta ray repellent, and whale repellent. It makes me wonder, what the hell would happen if you sprayed a shark they're with They're saved it? from a torpedo by the noble The noble porpo- dolphin, or the noble porpoise gave his life so that we may and defeat evil. And a lot of evil. people don't realize what a good job Adam West did because you had to play that part too many people would play it like with the nudge nudge wink wink he just played it so deadpan and it's like okay too many of them ruin that now and he always said himself he would have been good in those later Leslie Nielsen roles I think so in the naked gun type movies yeah and all those yeah like and, trying to take it seriously but end up blundering and I think it. one person in the whole series was killed but I think my favorite line might have been when one of the I think when she fell into a vat of something and Batman stands and goes poor deluded girl well my and and they also because I think it was part of the time they always injected that little moral lesson in it yeah when they were in the movie again, because I actually watched the movie recently, they were down at the pier and there was all these drunks stumbling around. Oh, I love this one. It's like, rum pots. There's a point, they're climbing the wall and Robin's going to Batman. All the all the villains are in the movie and they're in a hideout by the by the docks there. And, ba- and Robin's going, Batman, there's all these weird people running around in weird costumes and nobody, why doesn't anybody say anything? And Batman goes, it's a low crowd filled with rum pots. They they can't tell their eye what their eyes see. Like, gee, Batman, I hate to be at the point where I can't trust what I'm seeing. Yeah, the evils and, of the drink. And he would tell you, I want a candy bar for lunch. Fresh fruit would be better to practice hygiene. When the ever popular, he has the classic movie trope time bomb with the, the dynamite with the alarm. Or no, the, 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 round, the round one with the fuse that's never existed any time in reality. There's ducks, there's nuns. Oh, he runs to the one side of the pier, there's a bunch of nuns. He runs to the other side of the pier, there's like an orphan, you know, a bunch of orphans feeding ducks. Runs to the other side, and there's a parade. Why there's a parade, I don't know, but then it becomes... Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> and it was just perfect, though. And the villains were perfect, though, I think. I mean, really, the Joker at the time. Yeah. And again, as I said, the Riddler was a very minor villain because of Frank Gorshin and John Aston later, who yeah. does a good job, but Frank Gorshin is so good in the role. He was amazing. That they man. elevated him in the comics because he was sort of a minor guy. Edward Enigma. Yep, Enigma. And they had the other ones. And again, I think the show, what happens is if you watch the whole thing, and I've watched all the episodes, of course. Best Catwoman. After the best Catwoman Julie ever, Newmar. Julie Newmar. Oh, oh my, my God. goodness. Oh, it's. <laughs> moving on. That's moving on. 
what happens is after a while, it stays good, but the joke gets a little tired as it goes. And you have Lola Lasagna. You start getting Adam West complained that by the second season they started using like the minstrel and all these second rate villains. And even for that type of show, it started to get ridiculous. Yeah. Which I didn't think was possible. Actually, one of the best shows, if you want to talk about the TV shows a little, a lot of the comic book creators also love Batman the Animated Series, the Paul Dini series. Was that um, the one with Kevin Conroy? Yes. And a lot oh. of comic, Neil Gaiman loves it. And they've actually, there's a, because they said it took Batman back, because a lot of people got to the point where, as Tony Isabella said, he's a comic writer. He said Batman was basically a guy whose parents got killed. He wanted to make sure it didn't happen. And he wasn't this brooding, crazy no, he was, he was, psychopath he in was a lot of ways. He was dark, he was serious, but he was determined. And he wasn't a loner, because look through the history you had in the 1970s, the Brave and the Bold, where Batman teamed up with everybody in the DC Universe. Oh, God, and uh, the Justice League. The Justice League, the Outsiders. And always, you always wonder about the Justice League, because what did it do, Batman commute from Gotham? Well, no, and you you often wonder, you wonder if the Justice League sitting around everybody and calling, oh, we need money, uh... We're, we're going to need to ask Bruce Wayne to fund us. Nope, nope. Uh, I, I talked to him the other day. He said no more funding. It's like Tony Stark funded the Avengers. And back in the day when he was, when Iron Man was his bodyguard, but he paid for everything. Yeah, but then he everybody knew who he was. Be- but Because you have the monster thing that wants to take over the world, like Star or the big bad out in space. And there's Batman. What's he going to do? But that's another thing. Batman, going back to the, the healthy dose of paranoia thing. Because you think about it, he walks into every situation with the mindset that everybody around him yeah. will eventually try to kill him. And our Batman expert, Mike, who unfortunately couldn't be here, he's guarding the theaters at the day. He'll he be made, here soon. He made a comment that, why does he love the character? Because the guy is prepared for everything. Right. He has, a, he has a method to take down everybody in the world. To a bad degree, almost, because the Justice League story where they find out he has files, he has a sliver of kryptonite. Oh, yeah. He's got a way to kill all the heroes because that one day... Yeah, because he knows that they could turn, and if they turn, what are they going to do? And one of the best runs, if you can find it, find Bill Willingham's Robin series. He's a writer. He's written fables and all these other books. But he wrote, I think, one of the best takes on Batman because what he said was he had a thing where... Batman, if something, if his identity is exposed, he has six other identities that he can jump into already. Yeah. The guy is literally prepared. There's a storyline by Grant Morrison called Batman R.I.P. And what Grant wanted to do is all those crazy stories from the 50s. He wanted to sort of show up what the heck they were. And it turned out Batman had, like, say they got him and he was out of his mind or something. He had an alternative personality, the Batman of Zurin R, which was a very strange weird universe world from the 1950s and what it implies is all these stories were just in Batman's head but in in time of crisis he would go into this character he was literally prepared for everything yeah for every possible outcome he had at least three outs and that's how in the realm of metahumans mutants zombies that's how a human being survives. Yes. And one of the things I wanted to bring up, too, is sidekicks and death a little bit. Because for sidekicks, Stan Lee did not like the idea of sidekicks. Because what's, what hero would bring a young child? And so Stan Lee in the Marvel Universe, they basically had Rick Jones as the be-all sidekick. In a lot of ways, he was the guy It's like the person you or, you or I could, rec- could recognize. Oh, we're in this story with them. There's always that character. Yeah. And a lot of times I thought sidekicks were like for Doctor Who or like Duck Magnum. 
You have the buds just to get in trouble and the hero to bail him out. Right. But the real reason... It's a, it's a built-in story. The real reason for the DC sidekicks was because a lot of the readers, they figured at the time their audience was a youth audience. It was basically teenage boys. They wanted to bring these guys in. Yeah, so, so there could be that hope that, hey, maybe one day I could be with yeah, that Yeah, I man. could get shot at and be held hostage by oh, a maniac village. You like if, if I'm tied to a railroad track, you know, by a guy with a handlebar mustache... Yeah. That Batman will swoop in and save me. But even the Human Torch, because this was like before Stan Lee was in charge back in the timely days, the Human Torch had a little guy, Toro, would shoot little things at you. Yeah. They had all these little sidekicks. But one of the things, that's why they had them. But here's a little thing. Robin did not originate in the comics. A lot of people don't realize this. There was a serial in 1947 with Lewis Wilson as Batman. He looked like a Oh, the, I that actually I think you can actually find that it's on YouTube on serial on YouTube. It's one of those four hour long ones in twelve parts. Shock of shocks! It's right after the worst of the villains or the evil Japanese. No, can't be. And there's evil war plans at Batman's, but he looks like a deranged bunny. I mean, he's got this costume with the ears on. But literally, this series, he came up. That's where Robin came. Then he popped up in the comics. Then that's where the Batman. That's where the Batcave came from. And I was surprised because I always thought they stole it from the Phantom because the Phantom always had a cave. Yeah. But it's actually from they had it in the serial, then it popped up in the comics. Well, and honestly, Robin's useless. In a lot of what ways. What are his powers? I mean, he's another human like like Bruce Wayne is, but he's not as intelligent as Bruce Wayne. He doesn't have the training of Bruce Wayne. He doesn't have the money of well, Bruce Wayne. Well, supposedly he came from the circus because oh, they yeah, tried to tie it in where yeah, he his was family a, got assassinated acrobat. by like some characters for some reason. Yeah, the Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, but which really supposedly that's why Robin is actually there's a misnomer about the R. A lot of people think it think it stands for the bird. You know, Robin laid an egg. It's Robin Hood. Yeah. Hence the ma- the green mask and the costume yeah. and the pointy boots and everything but they've always said the mo who's the most trusted character in the dc universe at the time now it's dick grayson because what happened to dick grayson in the book comic books at least he got a little older he became nightwing yes i was going to say we have to bring up nightwing and he now joseph gordon levitt we'll get to the movie shortly i think he's sort of like that character now but dick grayson got older he's like batman i'm leaving i don't want to wear the shorts anymore i want to wear a cooler costume yeah and he became nightwing and he's in the teen titans and he's considered they were going to kill him off once but they said he's the most trusted character in the dc universe absolutely which is kind of still doesn't have any powers or anything no but then but at least he upped his training because back to the the batman animated series nightwing has a Makes many appearances later on in the latter seasons. And I think recently with Batman, what happened with Grant Morrison, they killed him off, sort of. It's complicated. They brought him back. He started a conglomerate called Batman Incorporated where he's got all these different teams and everything and all these different helpers, Batwoman, Robin, and Nightwing's part of the team. They've got Red Robin. They've got another Red Hood who was Jason Todd. Oh, Red Robin, the guy that was unlimited. Because there's been how many Robins now? There was Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, who was hated, and he was disliked so much because he was a brat. Didn't they kill him? They had a thing in a comic, fourth part thing called The Death in the Family, where the Joker got him. And you had to call in if you want. It was like the Honky Talk Man, yay or nay. And they said no. And you can actually see the comic where Hattie lived, but they offed him. 
realm. Yeah, they all, I remember they offed him. And then they had Tim Drake, who was a lot more popular. Yeah. They I had rem- Stephanie, and I think, is he, I don't know if he's, because they have Stephanie Brown, who was, she got killed. Yeah, So I don't know if Tim Drake's still now, because then Jason Todd came back again, and he became the Red Hood. He came back, he got tucked in yeah, the Yeah, because he was in the animated movie, what, the Batman and the Red Hood. Yeah. That was Jason Todd. And what happened, I guess, it's complicated during a crisis series, he got brought back to life because he got beaten on the head by the Joker. He didn't know where he was. Rajal Ghoul got a hold of him, threw him in the Lazarus pit like tons of times. Yeah. Which makes you kind of goofy. Well, and, you know, the old uh, fantastic trope of uh, just keep bringing everybody back and each time they're a little more weird and a little more weird. That. Or the, the, you know what happens in comics a lot. How many times have you been killed in the comics? Oh, 17, 18. Yeah, I got better. The joke in comics is he's dead, he got better. Well, that's the thing, because how many different versions of... Well, there's an old saying in comics, everybody stays dead except for Bucky. Oops. Oops. And interestingly enough, if you read Greg Rocco, who's a very good oh, writer... one of the best. He wrote Detective Comics, and he wrote Captain America. Literally, they had a storyline with Batman and Captain America, their deaths, which is almost the same, the way they weren't really dead, and... They had the way Bucky came back as the Winter Soldier and Jason Todd came back as Red Hood. Read them and how similar they are. Well, same writer. Yeah, same but writer. But I have a theory on deaths. My view on deaths in comics are going to happen. The only one that hasn't happened now is Captain Marvel, who, like Doctor Who, has gone the female. And it's going to be Brie Larson. Well, I was going to say, but which Captain Marvel? There yeah, were several of there's them. There's a couple. But my view on deaths is like this. It's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. The old joke was Jean Grey, Jean Grey she's dead. When's she going to be back? My view, as long as it doesn't mess with the origin, I'm okay with well, it. Well, how many times has Superman died? Because I remember the first one, uh, Doomsday killed him, yeah. and then he came back because he ended up in space, and then he came back as evil orange Superman. Yeah. Then he died again, I think a third time. So the Man of Steel's been killed off more times than... They broke the fourth wall because Nick Fury supposedly was killed. They say Nick Fury killed... <laughs> but they had a storyline when Grant Morrison did the Batman R.I.P. storyline. It was very controversial. My opinion is that the book really wasn't that good either, but check it out yourself. And what he wants is to clear up. Sometimes Grant can just pull too much stuff in. But what he had was there was this villain. He was the head of the Black Hand, which was this rich... It was almost like the Hellfire Club. And what this guy claimed to be was his dad and he claimed that alfred had an affair with martha so he killed them off Uh, i remember this when this came out i was thinking this destroys the whole comic if it's true because it undermines the whole origin story because okay it turns out your your dad was killed is a bad guy why would you go on being batman well that's another going back to the telltale game they presented it where Bruce Wayne was actually in cahoots with the mafia. Yeah. And it was an interesting spin on it because then Batman now has to deal with it. And he he deals with it in a semi-okay way. Spoiler alert, it just turned out that the guy was a Looney Tune. He wasn't Thomas Wayne. But there's an interesting thing in one of the comics... I've always wanted to see this happen with the juggernaut. The Joker actually turns on this guy, and he has him slip on a banana peel. And I always wondered if the juggernaut would slip on a banana peel. But I've always wanted to see that in a comic. The Joker takes it, and he's like, isn't it obvious? Ha. Well, and that's another thing about the Joker. He's a lot like like Deadpool in that he'll break the fourth wall in the comics all the time. Check out. It got really, it was cheap at the time. Then during the first Batman movie in 89, not the first, in 66, 
no, the, the Joker first, became Keaton very popular, Nicholson. and the comic got really expensive. But there was a Joker series in the 1970s. Really? And he breaks. Yes, check it out. I think you can find it cheap. I think it's collected in trade now because it's, it's so popular. It's got trade at this point. And it was it was the Joker's high. It was the the ha ha highest in was the letter because remember letter columns were popular and yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. And he would answer your mail in character, and he would break the fourth wall all the time. Well, and that. And on top of that, you, you can't kill the guy. And the thing was about the villains, I always say one of the best underrated rogues galleries to me is the Flash. And they always had a code where the rogues didn't kill. Back in the day, the Batman villains were well, they weird, killed. but they weren't utterly psychotic. No. I mean, the Joker's gone through a lot of different things where now he's sort of a utter maniac. Well, I think you started to see that another animated series was um, The Batman. Where everybody was younger, the Joker had dreadlocks and was like a martial arts expert. Well, there's the Batman, the future one, too. What's it called? Batman Forever? No, that's the movie. Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Yeah. There was Batman Beyond, Fear the Batman. There's another one from the... And the Batman. There's one from the 80s, and all I can tell you about it is that at the beginning, you see the Penguin and Killer Croc and all the villains creeping around, real scary. Well, speaking of, uh, I guess we got to talk Killer Croc. Good God, did what they, a croc! What did they butcher him in the movie? Suicide Squad. Yeah, and you know what? I I know a lot of people that like it. I didn't like it. Well, I'll, we'll get to the TV series and movies. And yeah, they and then, butchered when, when Mike watched, joins us because yeah, I'm sure he has some thoughts. If on you that haven't one. seen Gotham, they butchered Solomon Grundy. Bad. Did they? I didn't watch Gotham. But you want to want to go through the TV series and movies really briefly? We talked on the original Batman. We talked on the original Batman, so let's go to the movies. Birds of Prey. Have you ever seen I Birds am, of Prey? I Birds of Prey was very briefly on the TV shows. Birds of Prey, it only came out one year. You can get it on DVD now. I enjoyed it. It is Batman in the background. In this story, Batman had a fling with Catwoman. They had a child who was the Huntress. Oh. And they had Barbara Gordon who was crippled by the Joker because in The Killing Joke by Grant Morrison, she was shot. He shot her strategically to pierce her spine so she'd be in a wheelchair. And I think that's actually a character I'm glad you brought up because I forgot. Barbara Gordon, I think, severely underrated and yeah. underused. Well, they had her as Batgirl with... And she was Batgirl, and then after she was paralyzed, became Oracle. Oracle, who's like the big, almost like Professor X type thing in the room where she guides everybody. And I'm kind of waiting for them to do her justice in a movie. Which she might, but you'll be you'll see in a minute what happens. So yeah. then we have Gotham. Have you really watched Gotham? I watched the first couple episodes of the first season when Batman was still a child. And to me, origin stories are hit and miss. I didn't want to see an origin story of Commissioner Gordon. In a lot of ways, I enjoy That's the problem I, I had with it. I'm a big historian, so I love to see how things are put together. But here's the problem with Gotham for me. First of all, I'm going to say that go out there, find the trades, Find Gotham Central, the comic. This is by Greg Rucka, by Brian Azzarello. They do Gotham as the police department. Batman exists, but he doesn't. He rarely shows up, and it's just really cool. Yeah. It's just like there's another series called Batman. It's called Gotham, and what it is is imagine living in Gotham City. and you Which know, is in New Jersey, by the way. Yeah, which a lot of people... It used to be... They called it... New. Then they just changed it to Gotham in the comic. Like, also, Harvey Dent was Harvey Kent, but they probably didn't... They probably got yeah, letters the, saying, you know, we didn't know Clark had a lunatic relative or something. Yeah. But they have... And then in the comic book... It's them and the president in, Go- in, in Gotham and in Batman Black and White. It's the citizens. They don't know if Batman's an urban legend or not. Because think if you were an ordinary citizen and you hear about this weird character. Well, that's the thing, because you only hear tale. You've never actually seen him. 
It's he was the original thing that goes bump in the night. But my problem with Gotham is pretty much they're doing Batman without Batman because they have all the villains. Now in this spoiler alert, go have cereal or coffee for a second. Well, it's Selena not really Kyle. a spoiler alert because the show's been on. Well, for a I'm while. gonna spoil it a little. Selena Kyle in the fourth series get shot by the Joker in the spine to be paralyzed. Like So I wonder if the next series she's going to be the Barbara Gordon character. Oh, I hope and not. And I hope not. But they've got Raish. And again, they've jumped this. They've done this because we'll go into the movies in a second. They have Rachel Ghoul as being sort of like a trainer of Batman. He was not at the time. Yeah. And they have the thing that bothers me is anybody with any sense, you're going to realize, okay, Bruce Wayne's out fighting crime now as a young Bruce Wayne, and they're doing No Man's Land probably next season. All they're doing is taking the Batman stories and using Bruce Wayne. So what are they going to use when he becomes Batman? Right. But you're Commissioner Gordon, and I think the best thing of the series is Don, and I like Donald Logue. Oh, I'm a, I'm a think, fan of Donald And Logue. I think the best thing about the series is his portrayal of, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on the name. Oh, great. Now I'm blanking on the name. Oh, well, let's move Bullock, on. Bullock, Bullock, Sergeant Bullock. Yeah. I think he plays, and there I like go. Donald Logue anyways. I, I do too. I, and, I like him And he's really movies. good because Gotham's corrupt, and of course James Gordon's like the white knight. Uh, yeah. He wouldn't, when, he's the white not, meat, when, when Ben McKenzie wasn't fans. on the OC, he decided to study protect work. But I think the series, it's too much. It's Batman. It's like, okay, we can't do Batman because of the movies. Let's do Batman stories without him. They make Robin Lord Taylor's Penguin the big heavy, but they have... They butchered Grundy. Yeah, and that's really sad bad. I like the him Joker's as a popped up. They've had Scarecrow, but let's move on to the movies. Now we talked about the '66, which I think is glorious. Oh, it, it it holds a place in everybody's heart, or should. Then you had the first one, Tim Burton directed now, it with Michael Keaton. A little bit. This almost happened. They were tossing around a Batman movie, and if you want to look out, there's a thing called Legend of the Super Friends, which they literally have a roast with Batman on. Yeah, but. It, they were going to have a musical with Bill Murray in the role. Oh, good God. And it eventually became the Burton. And the reason Burton became to direct it was because somebody saw, I think, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and liked the style. Yeah. Now, the irony is Tim Burton has no idea about comic books. And I've always pushed that that doesn't necessarily make you a bad director of a comic but movie. The thing about him is he's sort of snobby because Kevin Smith almost oh, scripted yeah. the Superman movie. And this story I've told before that Tim Burton's, I don't read comic books. So there's scripts still around for that Superman movie. Kevin Smith will sign it, but he will sign it. Fuck Tim Burton. Yeah. And look at the Penguin in the second one, for goodness yeah. sake. Yeah. Well, in the first one, you had the Joker, yeah. played by Jack Nicholson. Um, I think that was the only villain. Yeah, he was the only villain in that one. Yeah. Well, sort of, because they had like the the crime, the criminals, and everything. Well, they had the criminals, but like of, of the comic. Because they had, ilk. because he was busting the mob and the crooked cops, yeah. but he was all, the only villain. And then the second one And was, I guess he turned down mucho bucks to come back in the second one. Yeah. And the second one was Batman Returns? Yes, yeah, so and this is supposedly why Mike and Keaton left, because Penguin and Catwoman, I guess you can clock it, Batman's only in the movie for 20 minutes. Yeah. But Michael Keaton was an odd choice. When he got called on to be the... Be Batman. He thought he was being called on to play the Joker, but a lot of people really like his portrayal. Yeah, and uh, and that's a, a debate. Who is the best Batman and who is the best Bruce Wayne? That's difficult in a lot of ways. Well, my thought, the best Batman, and ruling Adam West out because it was a different Batman, for my opinion, the best Batman is Michael Keaton. The best Bruce Wayne I would throw to George Clooney. One of the dichotomies, just because yeah. Bruce Wayne and Batman are two separate characters. One of the dichotomies here is that I think if you saw Michael Keaton, if you watched the movies, he plays Bruce Wayne almost as this like goofy, 
yeah. Howard Hughes. And Christian Bale played him almost as this snotty, spoiled millionaire. Right. But I didn't buy but, his portrayal of it, but I buy George Clooney's portrayal of it because he is a spoiled, snooty I mean, millionaire. In my view, Batman and Robin is one of the worst oh, comic book Jesus movies God. ever made. It's embarrassing. It's just... And it's but my view on it really is I think you're very right. George Clooney's suave. He's got that. Yeah, he has that swagger, but he's also that spoiled. You know, snooty you know what he said too. He said one of his influences is trying to kind of be like Dean Martin a little bit. I don't know. I don't think I don't think he's. Uh, Dean I don't Martin. see it. But I know Dean Martin. You know Dean Martin. Yeah, I, I don't know if I 100. But I think see I that. I was lost to that movie the moment that Mr. Freeze was watching the Year Without a Santa Claus. Sing, sing. You leave Arnold out of this. But that movie was so horrifyingly and bad. And that was the third one, right? That was the fourth one. Oh, the third one was... Val Kilmer. Was Val Kilmer, who, well, let's just gloss over that. I like Val Kilmer, just not in the Batman And it's role. too bad, because he, he's a good actor. Yeah, he is. He really is. If you want a good Val Kilmer movie, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, and I think one of the problems, the overlooked problems of the third and fourth movie, and to me, I went back and watched the third one, I give some kudos to Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Yes. And, and now the story goes, it may or may not be true. Originally, Michael Keaton was going to do the movie. He decided to do Multiplicity. The story goes that he just got sick of having a cameo in his own movie. They were going to have Renee Russo, Renee Russo, excuse me, as Chase Meridian. She was too old for Val because he's younger, so they brought in Nicole Kidman. Yeah. But Robin Williams was supposed to play the Riddler. Now, the story goes that he bowed out because he was afraid of being outacted by Tommy Lee Jones. And any person in their right mind would yeah, agree And unfortunately, with that. I've watched the movie again recently. I cannot take Jim Carrey's Riddler. He's so annoying. Especially because of what Jim Carrey has become. Yeah. It's, but just overall, yeah, I think it's he's very annoying. so annoying. It's not like the Frank Gorshin where you he actually was slightly terrified. What was your problem with Val Kilmer's Batman? I just it was kind of like it was kind of like right it was just there. It wasn't standoutish one way or the other. He wasn't good, he wasn't bad. I think the problem was the movie. To draw an analogy because I'm all psyched today because of Jody Whittaker's appearance at Doctor Who, a lot of people criticized Peter Davison because they said he was good as the doctor, but the character never really grew to the last few episodes. And Val was sort of who was he playing? James Bond, a rich guy. Yeah. It just seems he I don't think if I think it's kind of like for me the the Timothy Dalton James Bond thing. Yeah. Had he been given a chance, Timothy Dalton would have been the best James Bond ever. And we also had a lot of, before we go into Christian Bale, there were a lot of rumors. I guess Josh Hartnett had turned down the role because he did and he really regretted it. I guess David Duchovny, oh, this is a Lord. funny story. When Keaton left, they, they tried to audition people, actually when Kilmer decided not to, and they said he got fired because he was being a dick, but who knows. They auditioned people. David Boreanaz wanted to audition. They didn't want him. Yeah. David Duchovny came on, but his nose stuck out. But what mm. about Christian Bale? The problem I had with Christian Bale was the voice. Yeah. And the fact that he's a dick. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Oh, the Batman. No, dude. That, well, that, that's distracting. You know, I understand Batman has to be dark my and brooding MVP, and tough. But... Okay, my MVP of his movies is Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon. Well, yeah, because Gary Oldman is fantastic and in literally Keaton. everything he does. But I thought he was absolutely, that's how I envisioned the character. Yes. And Michael Caine. Oh, yeah, because Michael Caine is a legend. Yes. Although, Michael Gow, Guff, Gow, I Gow. think it's Gow, played Alfred in the first several movies. And we have to, we almost forget about Ben Affleck. Um, I didn't mind it. Now, Mike... 
who's not here again because he's being held captive as the Phantom of the Theater, he likes him because he thinks he's a bit of a dick. Well, yeah, he has that Bruce Wayne-ish quality about him, but like the best one in the um, the Justice League movie, him, the conversation between him and Aquaman, what's your superpower again? I'm rich. That's, that's and perfect. He's a dick and he's jaded because this is an older Batman. He's been through his, his Alfred says, don't you wish times we had to fight exploding penguins? Yeah. And I didn't mind it, and I know he's he's bowing out of the role, so that begs the question. I don't know who. I mean, I I, I don't know who's going to be moving. I haven't Batman. been called yet. Uh, they I, they probably don't have my. Brad number. Pitt said, "I guess he won't do those kind of things." I wouldn't want to see him. Yeah, I, I, I don't, this is a this is way out of the park. But I actually don't think Daniel Craig would be bad in a way. I mean, that sounds crazy, but I think he, his Bond's a badass. His Bond is a badass. He could I don't, probably do an American accent. Even if he doesn't, who cares? Because Batman's posh enough but that he You can, have to love the character's staying power. He's the best. Remember, it's Batman versus Superman. Yeah, not Superman versus Batman. And that movie stunk, so we're not even going to... Yeah, you know. I'm not even going to go there because it was just yuck. But, but no, Ben Affleck, I think, did a serviceable serviceable job. Better than expected. Better than Much better than expected. But he's got his own demons he has to face. And right. Like he has and some problems. I know I've heard for years Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I don't know if he's tough enough. And I've heard I Clive, mean, he's a nice guy. I've heard Clive Owen. Hey, that could be interesting. I like Clive Owen. And I've heard Colin Farrell. There was... Wolfgang Peterson No, but the problem make... is with Colin Farrell is that you have the curse of Colin Farrell yeah. in that every movie he's yeah. done, I think only one of them has been a commercial success. But the character is amazing because he's gone on through the years. What's going to happen in the next 25 years? Yeah, we don't him? know because Batman's died and come back. Yeah. He had his back broken and came yeah. back. And that was a problem I had with the Christian Bale murder. Yeah. I was born in the darkness. No, no, you weren't born in the darkness. You were born no. out of somebody's nightmare. Plus, I thought that Bane sounded like Marvin the Martian a little bit. It kind of was. The uh, the planetary destructor or whatever. Yeah. But um, um, tap on the shoulder. Our time at the ledge of the of the cathedral. We have to go Bruce. save the city. There's some very minor villain like the Mad Hatter out there they want us to take care of. Yeah, because the guy behind me says it's his turn to use the balcony. He has the reservation. So we're going to duck out of here. This has been many things Batman. Obviously not all things Batman. We're going to come back and revisit this one. Once the Phantom of the Theater can get sprung free. Uh, sponsor time. We're still sponsored by Upsitnik and Associates Law Offices. Lawyers for you, the people, from Alaska to the Supreme Court in D.C., all points in between. They have a Facebook, Upsitnik and Associates. Website, UpsitniksLaw.com. The last name is O-P-S-I-T-N-I-C-K. Look them up. They'll give you some advice. Rob, you got anything else? Yeah, for holy, holy surprises, Batman. We have a little treat at the end. There's a group called Burning Up Now that are good friends of mine. They used to be called Mrs. Canano. So we're going to leave you one of their tunes. I wish I was Batman. Don't you too? Bye bye. Yeah, I know I do. See you later, everybody. I wish I were Batman. He always gets criminals in the very end. But Gotham is in trouble. Batman will never bend. And when the bad guys are down, he's not afraid to fight. And everything he does is right. The Joker. When he fights the Joker. Well, Batman uses his mind Cause the Riddler's diabolical
Catwoman. Yeah, when he fights the cat woman, that lovely vinyl thing. He doesn't always fight, cause sometimes Batman gets poontang. I wish I were Batman, he always gets the criminals in the very end. Without the missing trouble, Batman will never bend. And when the bad guys throw down, he's not afraid to fight. And everything he does is right. 